Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Melissa Lee. Hi. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 63, which starts with Sam's face and ends with Aragorn saying, I can avoid being dot dot dot. We'll finish that line tomorrow while he's putting out candles in the room he's dragged Frodo to. Yeah. So this minute, we finally get the full look at something we've seen flash across the screen in less than half a second, like twice. I see you. <laughs> you cannot hide. <laughs> I see you. It's, it's so cheesy. Yeah. It's so cheesy. The eye of Sauron. Do you think this is the cheesiest moment yet, or is Wizard Fight? No, Wizard Fight's the cheesiest yeah, moment. Yeah, okay. Like, it's not even the cheesiest line for me, because the cheesiest line for me is still also in Wizard Fight. No. You have elected the way of pain. (laughs) It's such, that's such Saturday morning, this is such Saturday morning cartoon evil. Well, yeah, it's a giant eye. (laughs) This is a giant flaming eye in the shadow world. Yep. I like that we finally get that. We've been referencing it, like, every week. Yes. (laughs) It's hard not to. Like, it's so cheesy, but it's just so memorable. There's a lot of iconic stuff that happens in Brie. Yeah. It comes in pines. The ember, the little embers in the eyes. This. Yeah. I like how as soon as he puts the ring on, we cut to the shot of the horse stopping and turning around. Mm. I really like the shot of the the wider one where they're going down the road and the moon is obscured by the cloud and the tree. Yeah. It's so cool. I love that shot. It's very, like, gothic. It is. I'm into Everything that. about the Ringwraiths is, like, really gothic. Yeah. Because they're, they're really, like, tragic, corrupted souls. It's really hardcore and not fake hardcore like Saruman like tries Saruman. to be. <laughs> like, just hardcore. Like the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know pain. <laughs> do you think that oh I'm actually I'm sure there are, but do you think there's like ring wraith apologists? I mean probably. I mean they they essentially had mind control hats put on their heads and just like you're gonna do whatever I want you to do. Yeah. Do you think there's like ring wraith apologist fanfic? Yeah, probably. There's probably, like, fanfic about, like, who some of these guys were as, like, kings in their life and stuff. They probably kissed. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's the nine ring wraith thing. Yeah. You know. It you know. happens. You know. The internet. Slash ricks and stuff. It's fine. There's probably, like, um, like, OC redemption sort of fic. Like, yeah. oh, oh I saved a ring wraith. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, Witch King Aragorn slash fic. Witch King Aragorn slash pick? Yeah. What? That probably exists. I wouldn't doubt it. Not even a little bit. That's weird. You know, trying I've to read re- some weird stuff yeah. and that's weird. <laughs> trying to like redeem the Witch King and, and crap like that. Because because the Wraiths, in a way, kind of represent what could happen to Aragorn should he fail in trying to become the King of Gondor. But he if he's ta- if he's taken and corrupted by Sauron, which could happen, Sauron doesn't need a ring of power to corrupt a man and turn him into a spirit like that. Does he not? 
I mean, he's already started that process with Denethor, really. Oh, that's true. And but he's kind he's, of doing it to Saruman. But he's that he's still acting through a magical object, right? Because I mean, there's the Palantirs. Like yeah. you can't, you can't just like, hey, little Aragorn, let me whisper in your ear, like out of nowhere. <laughs> no, I mean he has to like be able to communicate with him. Yeah. Well, which is why Aragorn would probably never want to carry the ring, yeah. right? And why Aragorn is like scared to death of the Palantir. Is he? Oh, right. He doesn't want to touch it. And then, like, he gets his resolve together, and he's just like, "All right, I got to do this. I'm coming for you." <laughs> and Sauron, and Sauron's like, "Try, <laughs> fight me. Come on, <laughs> patch chest, Let's arms go. wide, <laughs> fight of the century." Let's go, nerd. Three p.m. Flagpole. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you meet me. You meet me outside after school. Three p.m. We'll see who's tough. Oh my god! Do you think there's like? A Ringwraith High School AU. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure it just and like it's like fifty style. It's like it's like the T birds <laughs> from Greece. <laughs> oh my god. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say it probably just fits into like a wider like Lord of the Rings high school AU. AU yeah. yeah. They're like the hall monitors. <laughs> Yeah. All the teachers are ring rates, <laughs> and the president is Sauron. <laughs> so the principal is Sauron, the and the vice the president. Is the principal is Sauron, and the vice principal is Saruman, and then like all the teachers are ring rates. The president is. Sauron. And then like Gandalf is like the cool English teacher that everybody loves. He's the cool substitute. Yeah. And Aragorn is like, oh, he has a Letterman Letterman jacket. Like, oh god, yeah. yeah. Just the most popular kid in school. No. He's not. He's like the jock that's kind of underrated, but everyone loves. Or yeah. he's like the bad guy smoking behind the bike shed. <laughs> <laughs> Under the bleachers. Yeah. He's got his pipe. <laughs> you know, he has a fake ID. Yeah. Can you imagine like a high school student like hiding it and smoking a pipe? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew kids that had pipes when they were seniors that had like, like wooden pipes. Like what? Tobacco. Yeah, because they were like hipsters before <laughs> hipsterism was even really a thing. What in the world? But like their beards and their pipes. I thought that was just Maine. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> weird. Yeah, it is weird. You're not wrong. Huh. Huh. Well, there's something, like, inherently classy about a pipe. Yes and no. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not as stinky. Yeah. As, like, a cigarette. Yeah. I don't know. There's something, like, inherently, like, sophisticated. I always just... Pipes make me think of fantasy. Yeah. And, well... Probably because, you know, this and... Like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and like old-timey stuff. Of course, Sherlock Holmes is also on opium, so it's fine. Yeah. Everyone forgets that. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. He was an opium addict. <laughs> that's why he saw things no one else saw. What? <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. I think he was just, like, high out of his brain. You're right. That's why he was able to make connections no one else could figure out. No, it's because he's a genius. No, it's because he's high. <laughs> he just sees the world differently. That's awful. 
<sighs> Different so, interpretations. So you mentioned um, a couple days ago, a couple minutes ago, that you like this, his like whispery, threatening yeah, speech. Yeah, he's like, he's like kind of vaguely threatening, but, you know, kind of sexy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he's ready to just stab him. Well, he like grabs him by the scruff of his neck, <laughs> pins him to the wall, talks to him, drags him into his room, and throws him across and, the wall. The, and not the only room. does he like throw him across the room, it's almost it, he almost throws him into the fireplace. Get <laughs> in there, and then he's like, "Wow!" <laughs> but poor Elijah Wood and that like eight-year-old child squeak he makes when he gets grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just see the hand. Out of frame, and then it just like <laughs> yoink. Just grabs the collar of his shirt and just like, you draw too much attention to yourself, Mister Underhill, and then <laughs> drags him upstairs. <laughs> just like I'm Aragorn, and I don't have time for none of all shit. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Ain't nobody got time for this. Yeah, and I mean, he knows what the ring is. He's like, that's no trinket you carry. Yeah. But we're never really sure exactly how much he knows about what's going on. Yeah. Well, I mean... Because we don't have, like, the talk about all that Gandalf-Aragorn stuff. Yeah. But there is a certain sense... Like, there is still the mystery, but there's also, like, all right, so I'm going to level with you. I know what you've got. And Frodo's like, uh? Question mark? (laughs) You don't know nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I like that Frodo... It's kind of admirable that he's, you know, he just got grabbed by this strange, dangerous man. Twice his height with a sword as big as he is. Yeah. And then he's still got, like, the gumption to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, you got the you got the wrong guy, man. <laughs> I ain't no baggins. <laughs> well, he still doesn't know if Aragorn's any good. Like, if right. he's a good bloke or... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Just went really yeah. Aussie. <laughs> And he's like, I don't know if I can trust you. I'm not going to be like, yeah, sure. I've got this cool ring. What of it? Like, yeah, that would just be dumb. <laughs> well, so far he hasn't even told Mary and Pippin. Right. They don't and, even know. Like Mary and Pippin are his like cousins. Right. Whereas like in the book, Mary and Pippin have known about the ring for years. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking too, another way that like news of like, Black Riders looking for Bagginses could have mm-hmm. gotten to Bree. It's Farmer Maggot. It's Farmer Maggot, because he lives near <laughs> just there. Just run in his mouth, be like, guess what I just saw. Although, if you if you track with like what happens last week to now, going to Bree for Farmer Maggot must be a bit of a trek, because if he's, if he's not using Buckleberry Ferry, mm-hmm. because Frodo's like, Wait, where's where's the next crossing? And he's like, Brandywine Bridge, 20 miles. Yeah. And we get a cool shot with the Black Riders slowly riding by. But we don't know if it's 20 miles, like, upriver or 20 miles downriver. You know, I'd have to look really closely at that scene because I think you can you can probably judge which direction the water's flowing. Yeah, but I mean in relation to where Farmer Maggot's house is. That's true. Like That's true. You don't know, the Brandywine Crossing might be right there. But he probably brings his stuff in debris to sell. Yeah, he probably goes grocery shop. Well, not grocery shopping because he's a farmer, but <laughs> selling groceries in, in Brie. 
He probably gets like tobacco from them or something, or whatever it is, pipe weed. Or like he sells, sells them tobacco. Yeah. That's why he's so mad at Mary and Pippin going through his crop. He's like, I'm going to sell that stuff in Bree next week. Yeah. Stop stealing my mushrooms. <laughs> they don't steal his mushrooms. They steal his cabbages no, and they steal carrots mushrooms. and potatoes. And mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, they stole mushrooms last week. And that week. bag of mushrooms last week. Yeah. Bleak. And those cabbages the week before. <laughs> Poor Farmer Maggot. How did we talk about Farmer Maggot and his cabbages and not make up my cabbages? My reference. cabbages. I don't know. We fail. That's true. <laughs> so... I don't know if there's anything else that I have. No, this is a pretty light minute other than like the, the beginning of what I think is one of the coolest first bits of dialogue that Aragorn has mm-hmm. so that I can avoid being and then we're going to finish that tomorrow. Yeah. So, Melly, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background with the movie or Lord of the Rings in general and um, just like what you like the best about it in general. Okay. So, I... Like, I started watching... I think I watched the first movie first, before I read the book. Mm-hmm. And here, the movies come out... Like, they came out on Boxing Day, so the day after Christmas. And I think I probably saw it somewhere between Christmas and the New Year, the yeah. first one. And then, like, someone had given me the book for that Christmas. And I was like, oh, I'll totally read the book later, because I really want to see the movie. <laughs> And I didn't get around to the book until sometime that year. I was like, I was sick for like a week and I was out of school. And I was like in a fever, you know, like just frenzy, just reading the book. Yeah. (laughs) And like, so my memory of like actually reading the book was like, oh my God, this is really long, but I have nothing else to do. (laughs) (laughs) It was like. I could be doing this or I could be doing schoolwork. So yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll just sit here and read this whole book. <laughs> and when I was done, I was like, ah, oh, awesome. And I just started going back through it, you know, picking up bits I liked. Mm-hmm. But so I never had like that, um, that expectation of, you know, having Tom Bombadil before I watched the movie. Yeah. Which I think made it better for me. Because I wasn't upset and I already had like the tone set before I right. moved on to the others. And I knew what they were doing, that they would, that they were cutting out massive chunks just to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't super upset that they'd cut out parts or, you know, done their thing. Yeah. Because I didn't think it was know the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was the first time I'd ever had like that, um, that book to movie adaption. Like I'd ever seen it happen, like from knowing both oh, cool. sides of it. Yeah. yeah. So I think I really enjoyed that part. And it sort of set me up to not hate book to movie adaptions, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, did you see Did you see Harry Potter, though? Because Harry Potter came out like a month before this one. I hadn't read the Harry Potter books either. I started it like oh. before. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I started at book four there. So, And mm. Lord of the Rings was my first real thing that I got into like fandom online i guess yeah yeah so it was i know i just loved the whole world building i guess of it like i love that the world is so big and like that there's so many unexplored corners of it mm-hmm. like even in the canon there's unexplored corners and it sort of really let lent itself to um 
to like the fanfic and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I really like enjoy the derivative works rather than, you know, just the book and yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Because the books are like, I mean, I know that a lot of people do enjoy, well, I mean, I enjoy the book, but it's just like, it's very tedious to get through sometimes. It can be. Yeah. I know I you never... read the Silmarillion for fun, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I never it is fun. read The Hobbit last year. Oh, wow. Like, did you like it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I read it like, all in like a day, but I was like, oh, this is so much easier. Why was I putting that off? <laughs> yeah. Because if you start That's with really all the cool, movies, right? you're like, hey, this other book, that's going to be hard work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to not like The Hobbit. That book is, it, it's got so much charm. I think that's why I had so much trouble with getting into Fellowship, because I just like read The Hobbit for the like second time or third time. And then I was like, oh, I guess I should read, you know, the other ones. And then yeah. I like read it and I'm like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> but i was like 13 yeah me too at the time well i'm sorry (laughs) was it like sixth grade seventh grade why would i read the lord of the rings when i can read like goblet of fire for like the 50th time (laughs) you know they each their own no i know (laughs) my favorite wizard wears gray and then white yeah to me like to me gandalf is the wizard in the fiction, wizardiest wizard? The wizardiest wizard. <laughs> the wonderful wizard. What about Merlin? No. That's like the most wizardy of wizards. That's pretty... I mean, because Tolkien kind of drew from a lot of like well, yeah. myth and like some Arthurian legend. <laughs> well, chronologically, Gandalf comes first. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> when the world no, was think... flat. Yes. <laughs> Merlin's like part wizard, part trickster. Like, but yeah. Gandalf's just like all wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf's like not really trying to trick anybody. Yeah. I mean, he can be a little trickstery, or maybe he's just grumpy. Yeah, it's just he's curmudgeonly. Grumpy. There's no like blatant deceit in Gandalf. He's kind of above that. I mean, the ring, though. But yeah. he's keeping it secret and keeping it safe. Yes. So. <laughs> and like, yeah, and the only reason that Sauron probably can't see Gandalf while he's wearing the ring and using its power is because he's also a Maya. A Maiar. A Maiar. Yeah, a Maya. A Maya. That's a completely <laughs> different thing. Yeah. He's also a, a Maiar. So that's probably the only reason Sauron can't see Gandalf use the ring. That's... Has something to do with like his the essence of his being or whatever. Yeah, because they're the same. Because they're the same level thing of thing. Yeah. So in D and D, what level are they? Like twenty, or like yeah. off the charts? Uh because you max out at level twenty, right? Or is it? 18? Well, no, technically you can go beyond that. Oh, really? Yes. Epic levels are silly though. Oh. Um. I mean, in Dungeons and Dragons term terms, there are people that make the argument that. Gandalf is like a level six wizard. What? Which is nonsense. Because we see Gandalf and Saruman later in this film fight over controlling the weather. Right? <laughs> like, and Saruman. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, 
Okay, so if Gandalf's a level six, then what is what level is Saruman? Like an eight? I don't know. That's I don't absurd. Know. Yeah. I mean, and, and stuff we see Gandalf do after he becomes Gandalf the White is even more silly, really, when you start breaking it down. Gandalf the White OP. <laughs> Gandalf the White is OP. <laughs> Oh, God. He came back, and then when he contended with Saruman in the book, because he was now the white wizard, Saruman didn't have the power to fight him. So is, like, the colors, like, a mantle? Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be, like, a mantle of, like, representative what? of their power in a way, I what guess. About, what That's about, the way like... it, it comes across in the interaction between Saruman and uh, Gandalf when they meet again. Yeah. Is that like I'm Saruman the many colored, and I wish we could have seen yeah, the rainbow about, coat like, in the rainbow, movie. Rainbow, rainbow Sauron. I like, wanted, I wanted to see the rainbow coat in the movie we're not so bad. Sauron, rainbow Sauron. The eye is just rainbow instead of just. Fire. Oh, that would be so disorienting to look at. <laughs> it's like just this, a rave, like. like this. This. <laughs> well, that's like the the 2001 Space Odyssey stuff we get in the Hobbit movies. What? Like the 2001 like Space Odyssey weird trippy thing that like Gandalf goes through when he oh, is fighting the necromancer. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know why that's there. I don't know. Also, the like image of the dude being the pupil of the eye. Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> someday. Someday. <laughs> someday. I was reading. Um, I don't remember if it was. And this is, you know, back to Aragorn, actually. Sure. Um, I was reading something and I don't remember if it was an article or like an, an opinion piece or something. But someone was saying that the reason the Hobbit movies like were not as good as they were is because Peter Jackson didn't have an Aragorn character to focus on. Huh. Because like Aragorn, because isn't there like a deleted scene or at one point wasn't Aragorn like fighting on the slopes of Mount Doom and like he was going to put the ring in the fire himself or whatever. Like, didn't he want Aragorn to be like a big deal in the third? I, I, maybe? More than I don't the, remember. I, I think I've read some stuff about similar things, but I know that, like, one of the things that he wanted to do with the climax was instead of, like, Gollum accidentally falling in, he wanted Frodo to, like, angrily shove Gollum in as soon as he takes the ring off of him. Yikes. And, like, actively, like, push like Gollum murder. into the lava. Which takes away, like, from Frodo's innocence. Yeah. And, like, the, the core of, like, what the story is about. Yeah. I think there would have been a huge fan backlash. But I think, like, because you can kind of tell from... He wanted a sword fight between, like, Sauron and Aragorn. That was it, yeah. Because they... And they even did, like, some mock-ups, I guess, of, like, Sauron appearing during, like, that last climatic, climactic, like, fight in, like, his angelic Meyer form first. Yeah. And then becoming Sauron. Hmm. Um, but you can kind of tell from these minutes where Aragorn's first introduced that Peter Jackson loves Aragorn. Aragorn's cool. Like he has, and he ha he plays a much bigger role as we'll talk about eventually oh, yeah. going forward in the movie. Well, Aragorn, just like Frodo, but on different ends of the spectrum, they're both very relatable, like interesting, reluctant hero types. Yeah. So there, there's a lot going for them both as like main characters. Yeah. In but a I way think, that you don't see with like Legolas or Gimli. I think like Peter Jackson is just more attracted as a storyteller to Aragorn's story instead of like, because Frodo's story is Bilbo's story. Yeah, like, And everything is thrust on Frodo. Yeah. The reluctant he, hero and everything. 
in a way, though, their stories are really similar because their stories are about an inheritance they didn't want. That's true. Ooh, theme. Theme. <laughs> Both of their stories are really about inheritances they want no part in. But they both but have they a, like, accept responsibility, they feel. Yeah. Yeah. They're, both of their stories are about, like, accepting kind of, like, their familial duty, regardless of what that means for them. Yeah. And seeing it through to the end. And ultimately, they both become heroes. But what we see is, like, Frodo starts from, like, a good place, and he ends in a really somber place, mm -hmm. where we see the opposite is true for Aragorn. Yeah. Well, they're good foils. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember where I was reading that, but I thought it was interesting. I love talking about theming. Yeah, me too. Yeah. English major. Right. <laughs> Put on your literary analysis hat. Yep. Um, no, I just thought that was interesting in relation to the Hobbit movies because there's nothing, there's like no like action. Right. Hero. And that's probably why there's so much more added to like the Bard character in those movies. That's true. Because he's trying to like latch on to Bard as like I was the step say, in for Aragorn. Like, and why Legolas is probably even really there at all. That's true. I was going to say, like, hot dwarves are there because Aragorn's not there, too. For the ladies. I mean, Thorin's story is really interesting. It just maybe wasn't handled the best yeah. all the way through. But Thorin's story is really interesting. And it's also, like, that same theme. Yeah, and Bard, too. Yeah, it's all about, like, an inheritance you don't really want. A legacy you don't want to fulfill, but you have to. I mean, Thorin wants. Thorin wants to. Thorin wants the thing. But and yeah, do not do the thing. I am going to do the thing. That's because dwarves are inherently greedy, grubby little people. <laughs> oh, I love dwarves, they're cool. Anyway, I think that about wraps this up. So, you yes. can find us online <laughs> at duelinggenre.com, email us contact at lord of the rings minute.com, Twitter at lotr minute, Tumblr lotr minute.tumblr.com. You can find us on Facebook. You should leave us a five star review on iTunes. You can find Cassandra Scott and Nick on The Doctor's Companion, also on Dueling Genre, as well as Back to the Future Minute, hosted by Scott and Nick, and they'll be back in the new year with Part 3. Mm -hmm. Geek by Night, a fictional audio drama about some nerds who own a comic shop, get some superpowers, lots of cool stuff happens. It's pretty awesome. Harry Potter Minute, which is rolling right along at a much quicker pace than our story. Yeah. And if you'd like to lend us and the Dueling Genre family your support, you can go to duelinggenre.com slash support for our Patreon. We also have a one-time donation button and merchandise. Thank you for joining us again, Melly. No worries. Everyone have a great Wednesday. And as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182.